Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. All right, guys, give me another cool episode. I'm bringing on our Jenga car, man. We're really going to talk about uh, a lot of cool things, but I love our conversation about this whole idea around the garbage dump. So get ready for it. You know, as always, this show has is, is been sponsored by one of the coolest companies in the world with Point Blank Safety Services. And because of their success and what they've done to help police officers um, find additional income, you know, through their safety and security services, they launched a nonprofit that's called Blue Family Fund. And this Blue Family Fund, what it does is it provides help and support for the families of fallen officers, scholarships for their kids. It is a really, really, really cool event. Well, in January of 2020, there is an event called the Hopscotch Event. And it is just wicked cool and a lot of damn fun and they're going to have all kinds of stuff going on there um at this event they're going to have hand rolled cigars uh bourbon from a bunch of different uh you know different distilleries and stuff they're going to have a silent auction um and uh, all kinds of stuff and this is all going to be at the rebecca creek saloon at Globe Life Park, which is the Texas Ranger Stadium. And, and man, I'm telling you, this is going to be amazing. What I want you guys to do is if you will go to Eventbrite and type in the word hopscotch, um, hopscotch blue, it'll take you straight to their event. And we'll be putting this into the show links as well. And if you use the word success as a code, when you check out for your tickets, you'll get $20 off. Now, this isn't an affiliate link or anything. This is just 100%, you know, you guys, listeners of the show, listeners of what we do, being able to get a discount from just listening to the show. So if you want free, you know, a great, you know, drinks, awesome events, supporting police officers, uh, go to Eventbrite, type in hot scotch blue, and use the code success when you check out for $20 off your tickets. It's going to be awesome. Now, guys, let's get on to a Jenga. And I'm telling you, this is a killer episode. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You're reaching new heights right now. The ground is no place for champions. The ground is no place for champions. The ground is no place for champions. All right, guys, this is going to be another fun episode. I watched a video on this guy, and he's got a pretty freaking powerful story um, that I'm looking forward to, to diving in and learning a little bit more about. But I'm bringing in Ojenga. Car. I actually said that right. I almost screwed it up. It was right there on the tip of my tongue. I was going to blow that thing. But I'm yeah. Donnie Bovey, and this is Donnie Success Champions. Oh, Jenga, welcome to the show, my friend. Please tell well, us your story. What's going on, Donnie? It's good. It's good to be here, and it's good to, to be here with your with with your group. I appreciate you um, giving me the opportunity. That's the biggest thing, and I I, I love to to talk about success. And so um, it's it's a huge it's a huge thing for me. Um, and success has been such a big part of my life, the pursuit of it, um, literally. You know, I played youth sports 
growing up. And so um, it was back before now. You know, now it's kind of like everybody gets a trophy right now. It's kind of what, 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 what it is now. But, um, and, you know, when I, in, my, in my life growing up, it really wasn't like that. We had to really go compete for those for those trophies. And so it was it was a, a different a different situation with me being uh, a little bit over 40. So, you know, that was way back in the olden days. Um, when, uh, I'm a little bit over 40. I don't like the idea of the olden days. <laughs> hey, well, you know, we got to claim it. You got to claim that old, those olden days as far as with it. Those are the good old times. I still look at it that I got at least another 40 years to run, man. So. Oh, me too. Me too. No, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not taking that. I'm definitely, I'm definitely not taking that. But I played football, basketball, and baseball growing up. Um, so I kept my parents busy all the time. And honestly, Donnie, I hit the, the lottery uh, with, my, with my parents um, because – um, my parents never missed an athletic or an academic competition from the time that I was six all the way through college, uh, literally. And so they were always they were, they were always there. And so um, we didn't get to vacation much um, because basically everything everything was around me and the sports and different things I was doing as far as I could go from football to uh, basketball to baseball to travel basketball all back to back to back to back all, all around. So we were busy all the time. So our vacations were wherever national tournaments were <laughs> um, and everything as far as that. We didn't really, we didn't really do that. Um, but, you know, it, it builds a lot in you. Um, I, I'm really, really smart, Donnie. I've got a 23-year-old and I've got a three-year-old. So I'm oh. really, really smart. I'm really, really, really smart. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's it. So, you know, that, um, that sounds like it was well thought out and planned. My it, was, it was well thought out. I, really, I was all the way so out. I'm, and it I'm got me all the way back in. my head, when you're 65 and she's walking across the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I got a son that's three. So that's what I'm saying. So oh, I got, I my, my daughter's 23 and then my, then my son is three, you know, so... So yeah, you know, it's our, it, we're already like the grandparents, uh, you know, like 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 the grandparents at the school or whatever, as far as that, because you know, everybody in school, you know, they've they got these three-year-old classmates, you know, the parents are like 29 and, you know, and everything as far as that. So they're like, so like, who are these old folks? It must be the, the, the grandparents that are coming in to go get them as far as that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Absolutely. But I mean, it's good though. I mean, it's good because it's an interesting uh, thing because, um, I played ball growing up. And so um, having a son now, you know, the, the importance of team sports is really great because it teaches you so many different things that, that I, I never would have learned um, in, in life. And so for me, um, my dad um, was a volunteer coach and, and coached a lot on, the, on those team sports. And so I saw the difference it made in people's lives. There was a, like I said, I hit the lottery. There's a lot of guys who I played with that my dad was like a father figure to them um, as far as with it. And so it really just, um, it, it changed, it changed my life and my, and my, and my outlook and my outlook on the world. It really did. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love, I love those different things, those different things with it. And I'm with you. I mean, I, I did the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, my parents still married 47 going on 48 years, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were the cool parents, you know, mm-hmm. our house was the house you hung out in, you know, um, you know, I got a lot of respect for, for, for that lifestyle growing up because it's a game changer for you. I mean, it's, it teaches you about family when, you know, when you get older and you're not hanging out with the friends, maybe you grew up with and everything else, you still got the family, man, and you're still getting together on the weekends and everything else. So, so mad Absolutely. props. 
So absolutely, out. absolutely. That's awesome. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So you know, um, all the way through college, I mean, I, I played, I played football in college. I played uh, uh, basketball, baseball, and football growing up through high school, and then I played football in college. So like, my teammates never asked me for tickets on the on the road game or whatever because they always knew my parents were gonna, they always knew my parents were, 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 gonna, were, were gonna be there. And that was, that, that was really, really good. Um, and so I, um, until I tore my knee up playing ball, um, I really had never really faced any real failure per se. You know, I played on bad teams, but I was, I was pretty decent. And so, you know, to be able to, be able to, to, to continue. So I didn't really face in that. Then I had done pretty well um, in school also as well, too. Um, you know, I skipped a grade. And so I graduated when I was 16. So, you know, you, Wait, you graduated when you were 16, when I was 16. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I skipped, I was already early. My birthday's in July. And so I was already early. And then I did the first and second grade in the same year. And so, so, so you were 16 when you went into college? I was just turned 17. My my birthday was oh, July was July 27th, and I went to a football camp like in August, like August, like August 10th or something like that. So I had just turned 17. You were still a punk ass kid. Oh my gosh, definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. You know, you know the the younger you are, the more it is you know. That's that's right. the thing that that's the, that's the way it works. You know, you know everything. You know everything that there is going on, and you know everything that's there. So yeah. So yeah, so you just you you feel you feel like you know everything. You feel like you've got everything there is to um to 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 do and and you know when you haven't struggled as much to that point, then you look at it and say everything is easy. It really is. And so um, I tore my knee up my um, my second year in school, and that really was the the end of my football career. I didn't know it, uh, but it, but uh, but that really was the end of my football. I tore every ligament in my knee. Um, into my left knee, and that, like I said, that was that was before the middle, the the miracles of modern science. And now, you know, um, it was like a year and a half injury, then. and so I never really knew what what um, failure was and how to really deal with that. But those things, honestly, um, Donnie, are the things that taught me the most in life, and have helped me to the most to this point as well, too. So. Right. It really, it really, it really, it really is a, it really was a, a good thing. I didn't, I didn't see it as a good thing at the moment, of course. Of course um, not. I, but really, yeah. I haven't realized it going through it. It's only when you get to the, the back end, you look at, and, and you're, you know, you learn to be grateful for those moments for what they taught you. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. You know, my dad, um, my dad passed away um, in 2007. But he told me this growing up all the entire the entire time I was growing up. And that is the road to success leads straight through the garbage dump. He would tell me that all the time. It's literally <laughs> so and true, like, man. That's it. Because like what happens is that we're in the garbage, we're in the dump, we're in the issues and the different things. We're on our way to success. And it sucks so bad. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to a landfill before, but I know that I've had to go dump in a landfill. I mean, like when you look at it, it feels like it's just like garbage for miles, right? You can't see anything else but garbage. And so you're in this garbage dump. You're going through the garbage dump that's there. And what you do is you start to settle. You start to settle for whatever it is that's going on. You start to settle for it. And you start to say, well, you know, when the wind blows, it doesn't really stink so bad. And, you know, well, I found a little shelter here. And, you know, most people here don't have any shelter. You know, and I've, I've got uh, some things I can wrap around myself and stay, and stay warm or whatever. 
and you settle and you sit right there when success actually is just over the ridge. We have to work our way through those different things that happens in order to do it. So like, because I kind of had a really blessed life growing up, hitting that first, that first speed bump was like, what is this? And I had no idea what to deal with it, honestly. Um, so, you know, getting injured, you know, um, I don't know if you know about when, when you play on a collegiate team, you get injured, you kind of disappear to everybody else. So everybody kind of treats you like you, uh, like, 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 like that injury is contagious or whatever. <laughs> um, and so exactly. So you don't, you don't really spend that time with your teammates with different things with that. And so it kind of led me on a, um, on a spiral that spiraled out of control for me that honestly lasted about 10 years, honestly. And so I, I gave up my twenties, honestly, um, just feeling bad for myself because, because that's what people do. You start to, you start to settle and feel, you can throw, you can throw a world-class pity party for yourself right. um, and do it and be, and, and, and be able to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, a lot of people go through that, you know, um, I, I mean, I can tell you that, that I tell everybody I want to run for president just so I can remember my twenties. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> they definitely will bring it back to you then. <laughs> you know, they're going to uncover all that shit as soon as you run. So exactly. I really exactly. want to be president, but I just want to know what happened to my twenties. Right. Um, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> um, but I, I think a lot of people go through that. You know, you, you, you're down that path of, you know, this is my journey. This is my shot. This is what success, you know, means. And when the rug gets pulled out from underneath you and you've bet it all, you know, on that success, it's really hard to, to wrap your head around, you know, what's your next move. And I love the garbage dump analogy analogy because, you know, all you did is crawl deeper into the crap, you know, and the deep you go, the dirtier it gets, you know? Um, and what's funny is my father-in-law actually drove a garbage truck for over 30 mm-hmm. years. Right. So, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, he'll tell you, you can learn a lot before you pass. Mm-hmm. Away, but he'll tell you, you can learn a lot about other people's crap, you mm-hmm. know? And, and, it's really mm-hmm. hard when you're going through it to put your head above that that trash and keep plowing forward. It's easier to put your head down and snuggle in, right? It is. So it is. It is. And see, what's interesting is that the the people who are around you in it, when you start to put your head above it and do so, they tend to tell you that you can't do it Mm -hmm. because that doesn't have anything to do with you. That has everything to do with them. Yep. So company, right? Exactly. 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 And so, you know, we talk about, people talk about the haters and all kind of stuff like that. I've never been a big, a big fan of that because the thing is, is that when someone is hating, they're just hating themselves. That's all it really is. It doesn't have anything to do with you. And so now we live in an age where you can be a troll on the internet and you can, and you can just spew all of this crap. To, 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 to use a garbage analogy, all this crap that you feel, but you can spew it at other people. And so now you did that. Absolutely. I mean, that's where it comes from is they are disappointed that they haven't been able to make the move and haven't gone for it. So, you know, they feel bad that they haven't gone for it. So they're going to damn sure drag you right back down into the muck. So, because it makes them feel good that, oh, well, see, he couldn't do it either. So I might as well not even try. 
Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And then you invent things like um, like the re- like like reality shows, and so now you can watch other people fail <laughs> on TV. And right, and so now you can feel better about your own as well too. That's the way. It yeah, because you're, you're, so, you're immediately like, well, at least I'm not that bad, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's that, so that's what you do. It makes you feel better about yourself, and we're we're not working on ourselves. And so all of those things, Donnie, led me to a place um, over, like I said, was, and I, I really I was, I've been revisiting and talking to people about different things and everything along those lines, and I didn't realize it's like, wow, it's actually ten years of my life. It kind of spun, they, 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 they spun into that. And that led me to what I like to call um, my second birthday. And so um, September 22nd, um, 2006, I walked into a hospital in Hot Springs, Arkansas. So I was living in Hot Springs, Arkansas. So I walked into a, hot spring, a hospital in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and I was um, dying of thirst and I didn't understand. And I couldn't keep anything down. I hadn't been able to keep anything down for days. And so I was dehydrated and everything along those lines. And so, you know, they asked me, some Carter, do you have um, diabetes? And I was like, no, um, no, I've never, 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 never had that. My dad had it. Um, and my dad actually got it from, it was proven he got it from Agent Orange in, in, uh, in Vietnam. Um, and so, that's like, literally, as far as... That's what killed my it, father-in-law. It, exactly. That's just, so you, you do, you definitely understand what I'm talking about. Yep. And so, it, and it, that would be ultimately what would kill my dad as well, too. Um, and so, but he had diabetes, and so I was like, no. And so, they took my, they took my, they took my finger as I was in an emergency room, and the sugar monitor just said, hi. That's all it said. There was no number or anything on it. It just said hi. He just blew off the charts. <laughs> so, okay, so just for the record, right. the diabetes game is not the game you want to win with high score. It's not the game you want to win with high score. I didn't know that. But I was I was a high performer. I didn't know it. And so I wanted to be a high performer at that. <laughs> like performing high as I could be to be able to you know, do the best I could do. So they, uh, they did blood tests on me. And so what I suddenly noticed is that there, was, is that there were a bunch of doctors that were around me. Um, as far as they, they were there and they're like these other doctors came over and they kind of like would look at the talk to each other look at me talk to each other look at me I'm like what's going on and so ultimately on that day on September 22nd 2006 my sugar was at 954 mm-hmm. and so for those of you who don't know about diabetes uh, that's about 10 times what your sugar should be exactly 10 times <laughs> exactly about 10 times of the, yeah, right. right the 90s to 954 right yeah. and on top of that I was weighing in at 487 pounds. Holy hell in a handbasket. Right. Now, see, all, all the big dudes, I play on the opposite line, everything as far as that. And what happens in your life when you're rolling around in that garbage dump, and you're rolling around in that garbage, is that the people who are around you, who are there, they don't really talk to you about the changes that are going on in your life because what happens is that you just start to slowly change. Right. So, like, when I stopped playing ball, when my, when my career finally ended, um, you know, I ran away from the gym as far as possible because, you know, playing football, we were required to be in the gym at this time, required to be doing those different things. And so what you do when you're wallowing there is that you take on whatever vices it was. Now, luckily, my vice wasn't drugs or anything along those lines. But my vice was food. And so I took comfort in the food that was there. Ate, ate. Food never food never told me I didn't make it to, to the league Food well, never told in me hot that Springs, Arkansas, so you know you're getting some good Southern cooking. So. Exactly. Good Southern cooking as far as that as well, too. <laughs> and so 
um, I had done nearly irreparable damage to my body at that point in time, like literally at that point. And so as they told me this and they were telling me what was going on, on top of it, Donnie, I, did, I, I was really smart as well and decided to get sick without insurance. <laughs> so yeah. they're looking at they're right, exactly. So they're looking at me like, how can we get this guy out of here? Basically, you know, sure, we want to help him, but how can we get him out of here? Because this is a really sick dude. And when you go to a doctor and you don't have a relationship with a doctor, then they just look at you as a really sick, a really sick person. And they're like, you're probably doing whatever. You're probably going to do whatever that's wrong back right back again anyway. And this is what it was, right? So I'm laying there in the bed and in the hospital, in the emergency room, the, the CCU. Um, and I started thinking, you know, maybe it's just okay. Maybe it's okay that I don't make it through this. Maybe this is what, this is what the end of it is for me. Maybe it is. And I'll tell you what changed it for me, Donnie, on that day is that my mom came in and she was really stressed because my dad was in a hospital about 50 miles away in Little Rock, Arkansas. And here I was in a hospital as well, too. And so I saw the pain that that was there. And what I found that day was something worth fighting for. Mm. And so that's what we need in our life many times in order to be able to, to get there. It's about that something that's worth fighting for. Do we have that something that's there that, that's worth fighting for? And so what I did at that moment is I started bargaining with God is what I did, you know, and it wasn't the first time I'd ever bargained with God. Now, like most of the time I bargained with God, it's like, Lord, if you, you know, if you, if you let me uh, get over this hangover, I'll never drink again. And then of course, I'm <laughs> drinking. That's the way it works, you know, you know, Lord, um, let this test, let, let, let this test, let, let her, um, uh, fail that that test instead of instead of pass that, that test. Yeah. <laughs> you know, once you pee on the stick, okay, let her fail that test, or instead of pass it, instead of, and let her do that. I'll never do that again. Okay, <laughs> right, exactly. And then you, don't, then you do it again. That's the way it works. And so, but I started bargaining, and I was like, if you get me out of this, I will do better. I will do better, and I'll do so. But. That is only like really a turn. That's only really like a starting point for us because when you bargain, as soon as whatever it is that's like on top of you gets off of you, you stop thinking about it many times in the same way and stop thinking about, you stop thinking about it and you just, you just kind of let it go and do so. Um, but at that moment I had the want to make a change and then also the ability to be able to start to put together a plan because getting sick with, uh, without insurance and, and the, and the, the ability where I was at that point in time, that meant that I was going to ultimately end up having to file bankruptcy as well too, because ultimately I was pretty sick because I stayed in the hospital for 10 days and they didn't want me to keep me in the hospital for 10 days. So, you know, I had to be pretty sick. So it started the chain reaction in my life though. And so I call it my new birthday. I have a second birthday because it started the, the reaction that ultimately led me, led me to um, go from bankruptcy to creating a, a six-figure business to be able to support my family. Nice. To ultimately lose now over 190 pounds. 
um, in my life. So I've lost an entire lost person. A grown ass man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I like to say I lost up all the bad parts or whatever. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. But yeah, that's it. But yeah, so like literally, I've lost like wow. 190 pounds in total from that, and it just. But all of that sparked from there. And so, like, what happens is that people hear that story and they're like, oh, okay, the end, that's cool. But that's not actually how any of those things happen. See, I'm a how guy. I'm a how guy. I care about how. I don't care about your what or your why. I care about how. How is it that we take the steps that we need to be able to take in our lives? How is it that we do it? So I had given up a decade of my life. So what happened from that is that I started reengaging with life again. Um, and you know, from, from the health, from the health sector, I didn't have a, I didn't have the weight loss surgery or anything else like that. It came from drinking water, honestly, is where, where really this, that's, that was the biggest thing. I, at, at my most, I was drinking two gallons of water a day, um, you know, um, doing so and then, and then exercising and this is doing more exercise and doing it. And what we came up with is that there's really three C's to get anything done. And those three C's are, Clarity, content, consistency. Clarity, content, consistency. You see, we can be clear about what our expectations are. If we're clear about what it is that we actually want or that we want for others to do, if we're clear about it, because this works in our businesses and in our life. If the content of that can be something that we can actually do, if it's something that we can either do, learn, or delegate, so is it something that's already your wheelhouse that you can do? Is it something that you can learn? Do you need help? Do you need a coach to be able to help you to do it? Or is it something that you can outsource and delegate out to be able to do it? And then finally, the, the, the biggest thing of all is consistency. Can we be consistent in our actions? Can we be consistent in what it is we do? Dude, I, I love this because, you know, a couple things. One, I love Anytime you can make something very simple and I can remember. I'm mm -hmm. a former United States Marine. So, mm -hmm. so that whole educational side of piece of things, man, I just had to be able to put an X on the chart oh. and get in the Marine Corps. I mean, God. <laughs> that's, it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's right, it. Right. So I love it when you break down. You know, out of all those things, the the, str the strongest one for me is, is, is the consistency. Because mm -hmm. here's why. People are really good at starting things. They're, mm -hmm. they're really good at going, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they start. Problem is, is they're not consistent in the follow through. And as soon as they get stacked up against it, right at that point of where they're about to learn their greatest life lesson, mm -hmm. they change gears. And they go a different direction because they haven't learned to get their mind right and wrapped around how to step into it, lean into it, and then keep pushing forward. You know, uh, Rocky Balboa, I still think he's got the quote of all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, his favorite quote that he, that he, of his that I, that I love is, it's, light, it's not about how hard you hit. Mm -hmm. how hard you, so hard you can get hit and keep moving keep forward, moving forward. <laughs> you know and, and that's it is i mean is when you're walking through that damn trash dump mm -hmm. and you're going through it you know you're getting shit slung at you from every damn direction and you know most people take that hit and they're like all right i'm crawling back down in here yep 
because it's because it's hard. It's hard to get through the dump. It's hard to keep walking. It is easier just to settle. It is easier just to sit. When you're talking to Rocky, you're speaking my language. I actually wrote a paper in college. Did you really? On, on, on Rocky, like literally, because That's like awesome. what Rocky does in every movie is he becomes more than whatever his opponent is. So you become more Russian than the Russian. Or whatever, as far as that, that's that's how it works. That's, that's how it goes. You know? He even he looked more Russian by the time he became more Russian than the Russian. He was working out in Siberia, and the Russians working in a nice controlled, uh, nice controlled atmosphere, and everything as far as that. So that's like literally how it works. But me, that's what it is. So it's why I don't love the term motivational speaker. I never use it right. once because it. what happens is that people they go out and they motivate people. We get excited. But what do you do? You're excited. So you go and you bargain. You say, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. It's the reason why I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. Right. Okay. Now, I mean, look, I'm not against it. People make New Year's resolutions all. But what happens is that you go to the gym on January the 6th. It's extra busy. There's a lot of people there. New workout gear, everything as far as that. You go to the gym on January the 28th and there's not as many people. That's because what we do is we take those goals. We put them on a shelf somewhere and we don't actually go back and look at them. So what we have to do is go and be able to structure and be able to look at how. So you, you have that energy. So I had the energy of that. I don't want to kill my mom. So that was the energy of that. Right. So then what you do is you continue to keep pumping that energy of that into whatever your structure is. And then what you have to do is that you have to make sure that you're setting small enough goals that lead you to the next goal. And then you, when you get those goals, you celebrate it. So we've got to actually take a look back. What many of us do is we look back at all the negative stuff we've done and all the bad things that's happened. But like you said, you don't even remember your 20s or whatever along those lines, right? So we look back at that. But we don't look back and say, wow, I worked out five days this week and, I've ne- and I don't normally do that. Wow, I made 100 cold calls this week. And here's what came from that. Okay, so now, and so like, see, my mom is a math teacher um, and my sister's a math teacher. So math is what it really is, where it is for me. So it's always a numbers game for me. Like anything that you do, it's a numbers game. We're more lifting weights in college to get stronger than in order to be able to get your bench higher, then you had to lift this certain amount of weight this many times or whatever as far as that in order to be able to strengthen yourself. So it's the same way you strengthen yourself to get through the garbage dump to get to success in the same way is you strengthen yourself. You say, okay, so if you are in business and you are in sales and you figure out that you make a sale every hundred calls and then that's, this is, and this is the amount of money that you make from that sale. Then now if you have a monetary goal, then it's easy. It's not, it's not, it's simple. It's not easy. It's simple math. So it says, okay, then if I need to make 10 sales, that means I need to call a thousand people. And this is what it is. But what happens is that we look at that and that's a big mountain. That's like a big mountain of garbage you got to climb, right? Yep. A thousand whole people. Well, no, it's that I need to call 50 people per day. And in 20 days, I will have called a thousand people. And now I have done now, now, now I've, I made the 10 sales I need to make for the month. You know, is that a high enough premium where that, that, that's, that's the number I need to make. And so now, boom, there you are. Instead of looking at this big mountain, instead of looking at Drago, you, ch- you, you chop Drago down 
in order in the in the way to do it, he started made made him realize he was a man and be able to do it and all those different things, you know. And so we're mixing we're, we're mixing the, the garbage dump and Rocky uh, all down. together. We going That's all over the place. That's all over the place. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, but it's real and sales. You really speak in my language now because that's, mm-hmm. that's my bag. That's my background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's really funny. You know, people look at things like making fifty cold calls or a hundred dials as as a daunting task. Mile and dial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the the truth of the matter is is that's all about the consistency of picking up the phone one more time. There's a, a great movie. Um, uh, uh, God, it's not Heartbreak Ridge. It's uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. And, okay. And there's one scene in that movie that's epitomized my sales career. And the scene in the movie is the guy is the, they have to climb this net that's like 300 feet in the air Mm -hmm. off this cliff. And they're battling this huge army. Well, long story short, the, the U S forces get overrun and the medic is having to go back and get guys that are wounded in the field. And then he's lowering them down by a rope down this 300 foot wall and he's doing it with nothing but manpower right wow and in the midst of that he ends up saving and it's a true story he ends up saving like 72 guys you know mm. and lowering down this rope mm-hmm. he starts telling himself in the middle of that is one more let me get mm-hmm. one more. just let me get one more and go back and get another one and you know for me that's that's what the successes came in my life was man let me get one more dial let me send one more email. Let me send one more call, one more reach out, one more, you know, whatever else. And it, it is completely encapsulates that that one more, you know, and just keep moving forward is a mm-hmm. and in where you are now and where you want to go. It's that consistency and showing up um, and, and knowing that if you can get through this, you're going to get through that. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, it's just, it is. And I mean, it's not, that's what it is. And it's, it's just about showing up. It really, really is. It's just about if you can show up in your life, that's that's 90 percent of it, honestly, because what happens is that we don't show up. We don't. Um, it's hard. It's hard to do it. And it's not easy to 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 go and, and, and push that. It's not easy to go, go, go to the gym in the morning when you don't feel like it. Right. Um, you know, it's not easy to to push yourself to build that relationship, whether that's um, whether that's a romantic relationship or a relationship with a client or whatever. In order to do it, it is so much easier just to do nothing um, and just to sit back. Um, and so that's that's what it is. And so it's consistency and then implementing that consistency on a regular basis with that. That's that's what it really is about that's for huge. us. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you see a look in your mama's eyes mm-hmm. and you realize, all right, it's time to get after it. It's time to get mm-hmm. real. It's time to finally mm-hmm. step into it and become, become me. That's really good about getting you out the gate, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good swift kick in the ass to get you moving. Mm-hmm. What keeps you going? So what keeps you going is what we like to call the success recipe. See, everything I look at is in frameworks, okay? Because in frameworks, it makes it simple in order to be able to do it. And so what the success recipe is, is dream, believe, work, achieve, repeat. That's what it is. Dream, believe, work, achieve, repeat. So you have a dream and you have that dream. 
but it's so important to actually believe in that dream. Okay. Because if you don't believe in what it is, you can, you can have a dream of playing the NBA, but if you don't have the belief in it and what to do, see, take Muggsy Bogues, Muggsy Bogues five, three. Yep. He believed he could play in the league. I'm sure everyone told him for the longest time, there's no way you're ever going to play in the NBA, but he, he believed it and then did the work in order to do it. That's where many of us get lost is in those, is in those that second and third step is that we either don't really believe it. It's really like a pipe dream. You say I want to make a million dollars, but it's just like a pipe dream that's something that's out there. So you don't look at what are the different ways you can actually make a million dollars or whatever. Do you don't have a real belief in it to do it? See, you got to be obsessed, Donnie, with your dream. That's, that's ultimately what it is. Look, the, the people who are probably some of the most um, polarizing people that we look at in the world are obsessed with whatever it is they do. People hate LeVar Ball, but he was obsessed with making his kids get them to the point to where he could get, he could, he could make money off of them the way that he's making money off of them and to be able to use and to be able to go and to be able to create it and do that. Okay. And so that's the thing. So when you look at that obsession, that's that true belief. And it has to be to a point that it really is kind of crazy is what it kind of feels like. It kind of ultimately feels like because everybody else is going to look at you that's around and they're going to put their own thoughts, their own processes into it, their only thing, their thing, what it is that they would never do. So there's no way that I would get out there and sell books out of the back of my car and, 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 try, and try to talk to people about it or whatever. That's, that's what they're thinking. So this person who's out there selling books out the back of their car that knows, okay, I'm selling my books for ten dollars, ten dollars a book, and if I sell twenty books a day, then I make two hundred. Then I make two hundred dollars a day, and then you just continue to keep doing it. See, that's the thing. What keeps you, what gives you that kick in the rear, and continues to keep giving it to you, is the fact that you're getting these small wins and these small successes. But the the thing is, you have to actually believe in those, and actually. Um, recognize them as well too because what happens many times we're like eh, I didn't do nothing oh there's, there's nothing because you, you can tell you can, you can recount everything negative that's gone on in your life because that's kind of how it's set up that's how your life is set up your life is set up to recount everything that's negative that's there you get a prison record you get whatever those different things are these records that you have these, those things are set for you but the thing when you do something positive is there really like a positive record that's out there on you? Can you go, can you go read a positive record that's out there on you? You have to, you have to go build that yourself. You have to go back and say, wow, I was salesman of the month at this, at this company. Wow. I actually won this award. Wow. I made this amount of money and I was able to help my family in this way or whatever. And so many times it's not money. That's the other problem is that many times what it is, is that it's not financial first. What it is, is it's growth. And you have to recognize the growth within yourself and then the money comes. So you got to believe before it even happens. And then you got to work at it and work at it and work at it and do the work at it. And then once you achieve it, now, now we, we can do some neuro, neuro-linguistic programming when you look at that now. Because now we look at it and say, well, if I do this, then I can achieve this. And so now I can do it. I can go back to my sports career. Well, if I hold a bat this way and I swing this way and I keep my eye on the ball and I don't look and I don't get my head off of it and I'm looking down the bat, then I can then I can get a hit. So now I believe that. Now I've achieved that once. So now it's repeatable. And so now I hit it even better and I do it even better. And so now it's repeatable. 
And so that's the reason why team sports is so important as well, too. Yeah, I love it. Because it tells you, it shows you, it shows you can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, definitely. What I love, just going into the the baseball analogy, since we're doing really good at analogies today. um, Right, I know, we're talking analogies all day. (laughs) Is, you know, the difference between a good baseball player and a bad baseball player or a major league baseball player and a non-major league is one hit. Yes, absolutely. One hit, you know. Absolutely. Uh, it's in, it's insane, and that one hit comes from consistently learning, consistently showing up, consistently doing what you're supposed to do, and staying in the freaking game. You know, it is. It's like literally the best baseball player, the best hitting baseball players of all time, only hit the ball four out of ten times. Right. Okay, like because you're hitting four hundred, four out of ten times, right? So you're absolutely right. If you look at that ten, you can. If you're hitting three hundred, playing it, playing the league, you're hitting two hundred. You're at, at the Mendoza line, which is, means you're on your way out. That's where it goes. So if you're batting 200, you're probably not going to do it. It's, oh, it's, it's the same funny. thing. So, mm-hmm. but so what's funny about that, that whole thought process is let's say that dude is batting 400, which is phenomenal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He knows that six times he's up to bat out of 10, he's out, right? Absolutely. But when he's walking to that plate, he's not going, this is one of the six. He's going to like, hold my beer. Watch, this is one of the four. This one of the four. Absolutely. And so it's your confidence that you take to it. And it's your confidence that you bring into it. And so then what you do is you build upon that confidence. You build upon that piece. You build upon what it is that you're doing there. And as you build upon that confidence, then you know that you can do it. And once you know that you can do it, then it's just, it's, it's just, you feel like, so because I play ball, then I know what it's like to be in the zone. I know what it's like to like, where I feel like every time I get up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a hit. You know what I'm saying? Or that I'm going to hit any shot that I take at this point in time. Or that I play on the offensive line. So, like, like I always – I was like, if it's the end of the game, run the ball behind me. You know what I'm saying? If it's the end of the game, let me take the last shot. Let me get fouled and shoot, be, shoot free throws because I would rather do it because I know that I, that I, that I care about it. I know I want to make it happen. Well, pass it? Absolutely. If it's, it's the same thing in baseball. Let me be up with two outs. And and the, the the base is loaded, and so like the problem is with cliches is that they're overused. But at some point in time, they actually were. Um, at some point in time, they actually were were real. That's the reason why they became cliches right. because people did them and they and they used them. And so we just have to take those and use them and push them forward. That's it. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I, I, you know, I got to tell you, I enjoy your message, man. I enjoy your, your story and, and how you're putting it out there. Um, and, and guys, if you have uh, make sure you send me that video again so I can make sure it goes in the show. Yeah. It's, it was a powerful, yeah. powerful story. But, you know, where's all this taking you, man? I mean, you know, what, what, you know where are we going to see a Jenga car, you know, world famous Next Tony <laughs> Robbins, next uh, I don't know, big name speaker out there. Is that where right. where's all this going? Well, I mean that's that that's where it's led me. I mean, um, I've been speaking on the road now for eight years, and so I've I've taught tens of thousands of business leaders um, different skill sets in order to be able to work within their business and do it. Um, I started. What happened ultimately is that. I start, ended up starting my own HR consulting company because uh, I, I, I worked in corporate America 
after 2006 working in corporate America for honestly only being two years. And I started my own HR consulting company. And so we run events and we help people figure out how to be able to crush things. And like we call our movement team crushing it. That's because we are crushing those obstacles that are in front of our goals. We are crushing those timelines. We're getting there faster than we ever thought we were getting there. And we really are crushing life. That's what it's really about. So that's awesome. people who are in our movement, that's what we call it. We call it team crushing it. And that's, and that's what it's about. And so it's, it's about, it's about what it is that you want to do in your life though. That's what it that's is. Huge. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. So brother, how do people get in touch with you? If they want to learn more, they want to reach out, how do they get in touch with you? Absolutely. So there's a couple of different, different ways to be able to get in touch with us. Um, by the time this airs, actually, um, my event will be will be gone. Um, I'm sure because of, we have an event coming up called I Dream IT Live. It's coming up February 28th through March 2nd. Amazing um, uh, event that we're doing. Um, but we have a five day goals challenge. So if you've liked what you've gotten from me now, you can go to TeamCrushingIt.com/goals, and you can get five videos from me. And it's not five videos of me. Uh, jumping up and, and motivating you everyone. It's motivational, absolutely. But it's like, here's what we're going to do today. Here's how we're going to concentrate on clarity. Here's how we're going to con- concentrate on content. Here's how we're going to con- concentrate on consistency. Also, I have my new book out, Your Limitless Life. Nice. In this book, um, we break down, I actually give you a plan and show you how you can know every week whether or not you're living towards your dream or not. Like literally, there's a checklist and so there's 13 key indicators every week. And if you, you can play the game with yourself and count up points. And I can count the points of my week and, and know whether or not I was, um, whether, or not, whether or not I was productive that week or not, literally. And so like, you literally be able to do it and use it. And so it's, these are scientific factors that we've seen that the world's highest performers are doing something because I'm a certified high performance coach. And there's only, five, there's only 500 of us in, in the world certification so yeah that's huge brother that's yeah man i gotta tell you it's been awesome having you on here dude i've really enjoyed your story i really enjoyed your journey man thanks for sharing it with us here's how i like to wrap up every episode i do stump some people so so stand by for that all right we're gonna leave the champions who listen to the show people in 78 countries all over the world that tune in on a daily basis to to hear the stories that come through what people overcome on their ride if you were going to leave them with a quote, a phrase, a saying, a mantra, something they can take with them on their journey, especially when they're stacked up against it and going through it, what would be that quote or phrase you would say? Remember this. Now, I already gave it to you. And, that is, <laughs> that, and, that, and that's from my, my father. And I'm telling you, it's, it's a quote I always live, lead with. And that is, the road to success leads straight through the garbage dump. And I'll tell you, Donnie, my dad, my dad was, a, was a wordsmith. Um, and so he used to talk about people who are, you're my people because you're a success person. It's the reason why that, that, that you see that we, we, we've never met, but you talk about, and we have a lot of the same yep. things that we've gone through, we have. And so he used to say that we are a family built through affinity, if not through consanguinity. So we're a family built through the love of what it is that we do, even if we don't have the same blood running through our same. Oh, yeah. 
And oh, so yeah. I, I love I love the team crushing it family and i love to be able to be here with the success family as well too that's awesome brother man thanks for doing this ojenga i really really enjoyed it. it's been a hell of a conversation brother keep killing it keep crushing it i like that phrase and and you know keep blowing it up brother awesome i appreciate you thank you And the ground is no place for a champion. Wow, what a powerhouse episode. You know, Ojingo, he just just really makes you think when you're when you're going through and diving into everything that he does, man. I'm just stoked that that I got the opportunity to be part of that journey. Man, stories like this, you know, remind me of why we all got this game in the first place. You know, we wanted to start businesses. We wanted to start these paths so we could get to whatever freedom is. You know, and in our Facebook group, Success Champions, that's what we're working on every day is helping you to get that business freedom that you've been aiming at. So you should really come hang out with us and come and come here and learn right alongside other people that are, that are just going for it in their business. It's a free group. No cost to you. Just go to Facebook, type in the word success champions and come hang out. And guys, if you got any value out of this whatsoever, would you do me a favor? Would you would you share this out with one person that may need to hear this message, this story, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I really appreciate your guys' support. Thanks for always tuning in and keep kicking ass, would you? Later. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals, go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success, because that's what it means to be a success champion.